0: As people listening and watching, you're tuning into the Let's Walk podcast. I am your host, Ataur Rahman, and today's guest is Robert Thomas Anishan. He's joining me all the way from U.S. and us. He'll be sharing his journey through pharmacy school and what he's currently doing and how he manages time with gym and, you know, content creation and whatnot. So, Robert, thank you for being here.
1: Pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me.
0: Uh, I want you to start off with uh, the program at your uni and how it is structured so that people back in
1: India can know about it. Okay, so um, at my school, we do a six-year program. So straight from high school, we do um, six years. The first two years, you basically graduate, which is basically like a bachelor's degree almost. You finish all the core curriculums for the the campus of St. John's. And then afterwards, you finish, uh, after your third year, well, during your third year, you actually start your pharmacy curriculum and basically you go through that in four years and in the last year and in, in the last of the four years you're going on rotation so you're basically learning all the pharmacy knowledge during the, the years three to five and then um years two is the bachelor's and then the last year just is an experience Is working figuring out what you want to uh, apply yourself in pharmacy and where you want to shift your career before you graduate
0: I want you to share, like, how do you manage studying, working out, making content for you, because lot of a lot of things are the same
1: right? Yeah, so, um, I actually am very interested in it because overall I was studying a lot, but I feel like the way, best way to manage it is figuring out what you want to focus on first. So, the first thing I focused on was just having a good study routine, so I made sure that I could actually study correctly, and I made sure I have a lot of free time on my own. Once I had my own free time, then I was able to actually, uh, implement new things into it. So I actually added, added uh, gym next. So I wanted to focus on my health, overall health because like health is one, one thing I'm studying is healthcare. So I wanted to focus on my health. So once I was able to focus on a good, uh, workout routine and it made myself, uh, used to it, then I could focus on content creation, which is what I'm doing now. And I'm really trying to focus on that and being consistent with that. And I think each one is important just to focus on one thing at a time, instead of doing everything at once. Cause it's super hard to do everything at once mm-hmm. if you're to just start up like that. So I'm going to be like, that's the way I think about it. Like figure out how you, how you want to start and focus on that. And then once you get a good routine down and you're able to think, okay, I can add more to this. So, and then after that, you get to uh, used to it. And now it's like so normal now for me to do two workouts a day, study a couple hours and then also work on YouTube videos or content creation.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, how,
0: like this. This is long course, like six years, and now you're about to
1: graduate. How has pharmacy changed as a family? So, um, I'm actually um, about to graduate next year, but yeah. So uh, pharmacy as a whole has definitely changed a lot um, in terms of the traditional path. So nowadays, like before, when I first uh, graduated, I thought I was going to be like a you know a pharmacy that works at like a retail or community setting, like a regular store or a person that works in hospital. But now that I'm actually in my later years of pharmacy school and I'm having more exposure to what pharmacists do outside and I connect to a lot of pharmacists, there's other paths that are like very, very good as well. There's a lot of uh, paths where you can work in a pharmaceutical company, or you can actually work in like a nuclear pharmacy or a compounding pharmacy. So there's a lot of different ways you can get it. You can do medical writing now. So there's a lot more paths than I thought it would be. And I think that's why the career is still a good major as a whole right now. And I think I think the main thing to focus on is like figuring out what you like the most out of it. You know, instead of figuring out what pharmacy can do for you, figure out what you want to do in pharmacy. If that makes sense.
0: Uh, that, that's a, a nice way you put it, you know, so that we can like really uh, pinpoint what we can do and figure out what we want. Yeah. That that's nice. Uh, that the question was actually you know how has pharmacy changed you as a person? Oh. Definitely. I think
1: um, pharmacy changed me the most because I feel like I got like the, the passion, you know, like like a, uh, a lot of majors that you do, like business or something like that, they teach you more about like just regular skills, about like learning analytical skills, but like being in a healthcare, it changed me a lot because now I feel like compassion to my patients, to the patients that helped out. I'm able to actually like be empathetic with them and actually work on them on a level that they can understand and hopefully use my knowledge to help them especially being African-American, my main goal was to help out people that maybe don't understand how to take care of themselves correctly or how to like get through disease states. And I think that's probably the most impactful thing for me is like learning how to interact with people and communicate in a way that helps others. Wow. So
0: that, that's that's a really nice thing you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, like how, where do you see yourself? Like after graduating, after graduating from pharmacy school, do, do you think like like you pursue more higher education or like you join the
1: workforce so i've been like thinking about that right now actually because i have a lot of mentors so there's two places i'm thinking about because um i always want to get more education of course but you can also work and get education so like um what my main goal may be right now why wish you change like next year maybe but like i want to focus on just like getting uh, project management skills so I can work in a health system and maybe like a big health system so that I can like figure out how to make an impact. And hopefully that would allow me to help people when I go back home to um, Ghana, I can like reuse my skills to like help people and make like a huge health system or a hospital there. That's my main goal. Um, if not, then I definitely could be okay with working in a pharmaceutical company and figure out like I said before, my content creation skills are pretty good so I can use my marketing and content creation to help out with that, and then I can also leverage that in other places. Uh, so, like, uh, is there a way that you know you could
0: have your uh, internships or like uh, your working practice back in Ghana?
1: is it again, sorry.
0: Is there a way that you know you can uh, have your internships or uh, your practice back in Ghana?
1: So, um I wasn't really planning on being like a pharmacist in Ghana. I want to maybe uh, make like my own like company or make my own like business around it, maybe a nonprofit organization so that I can like like, um, make a infrastructure that can help people. I never actually went to like practice in Ghana. I mainly just wanted to use my knowledge and use my maybe, um, once I hopefully get a good salary, I can actually like invest money into having uh, an organization or foundation that can use different practices like nursing, doctors and pharmacists together that would actually help people and then i don't have to actually manage i can just like go there once in a while and then that way it can help people and that'll be my main goal like talking
0: about mentors uh you mentioned mentors. But it, how do you get mentors how do you
1: like tell, tell us the whole process of yeah so um it's kind of like what she did to me like you know you just email them like, like you just figure out like you have like your own so you have LinkedIn here, or Facebook, or uh, Instagram and YouTube. So me doing this kind of stuff now, where I do like YouTube and Instagram and uh, LinkedIn and stuff like that, I'm building my own resume. And then I, when I ask people for things, like when I ask a mentor a uh, question, you ask with like interest. You say like, okay, uh, through email, through social media, you just ask them, hey, I have this going on right now. Would you be interested in helping me out? And I think the most important thing is like when you're trying to look for a mentor, you actually ask either very, very good questions or show where a lot of interest, or you also show how you're working on something. Like you're actually like, like, you're, like you working on your podcast. I saw that and I was very interested in that. So for me, it was like, I have a lot of things going on besides school and people can see that. And I'm interested in more things outside of just pharmacy alone, which allows people to see that and they're like, okay, this guy's kind of interesting. Let me talk to him at least. And then when you, and then once you do that mentorship is pretty easy, you know, once you get through the process of uh, asking people.
0: I think after listening to this, you know, uh, people are more able to, you know, like there's a lot of hesitation, you know, when it comes to asking to people and this is what I feel like as students, you know, uh, I think like you mentioned, this will reduce the barrier or remove the barrier uh, while asking questions and whatnot. mentioned in one of your videos that marks are something uh, between studying good and having good relationships, right? Mm. Uh, I want you to explain a little bit about that.
1: Uh, having having marks and good relationships.
0: Having marks is having marks is not only dependent on studying, but it all but it also depends oh, on yeah. having good relationships.
1: <laughs> so <laughs> I'm gonna tell you i funny actually about this one. So um, During my uh, main clinical or therapeutic uh, classes, which is like the hardest year of basically pharmacy school where you just like have like a test, like a major test that is like half your grade is every single week. (laughs) So like literally you're studying like uh, for two hours a day, minimum in class and you can study afterwards and you're tested the next week. And you do that every single week for a year. And like my main thing was that after the test, you would go to these things where like they, All teachers are there, right? All teachers are there after your test, after you finish the test already, and then you go to them and you ask them questions like why did I get this wrong and what happened with this question, and feel explains to me again because you show interest. And I used to go to them, so like a lot of times I would go to them after my test was already graded, and I always get points back because like I always like figure out a way to like talk to them and ask them questions. Like I would use their material, and I was like, okay, in class you said this, so based on the knowledge you gave me, I put this answer down and based on the clinical knowledge that I've studied with, they they said this. So like, I would every single time my marks would change, just because of me, I would go back and just like, ask them, like, what's going on with this question or what's wrong with this question? And I think that's so important. Like, when I I realized that, I was like, okay, so like, having good marks is okay, but like, having communication with people and actually talking to them, and like, you can actually get like a lot more out of it than you can from just studying alone, which is like, it was crazy to me when it actually happened to me. Oh, you know, like, sometimes I,
0: I feel guilty when i don't tell these uh, these kind of things to my friends you know like
1: yeah like <laughs> it's crazy man. yeah I, I saw that it was crazy
0: <laughs> so they feel that's a, some sort of manipulation going on over there yeah
1: like every single week too i was like because they have meeting every single week so like the test is like rigorous. so i was like i was studying but i was like okay like if i get something wrong i'm not gonna just like pot about it and get mad about it i'm gonna actually go and figure out what's going on and also that shows them they're like okay this guy's actually interested in material so even if like sometimes they were just like okay i understand what you're saying coming from so i'll just give you an actual point here or there and i'm like all right cool i'll take it you know <laughs> so
0: uh, can you talk about the specific strategies that you use for studying
1: so yeah the specific strategies i started using recently was like active recall like i said before so making your questions. I actually have a video straight about that where like basically the most important thing I realized from school was that like they give you like these 200 PowerPoint slides and only like 30 slides are actually important. So for me, it was like the first uh, what I always do now is I look at the objectives of the class. I look at the syllabus. I read that more than I read the actual PowerPoints and I just figure out what they want me to learn. And then from there, I just make questions on the things that apply to those uh, questions. And all my, all my things are flashcards now. So I just have my, I have myself multiple questions. I have my phone, my iPad, my laptop, everything. I just keep on doing the questions over and over again until I can actually understand it. And that's pretty much it. Anything I don't understand, that's when I actually write it out into like a different notebook or uh, notepad. And I actually read about it and try to figure out why I got that I don't understand it. And I go to textbook if I need to. And that's, I just keep recycling that same process over and over again. So that's helped me the most. Be, uh, back here in
0: India, we have a similar program, a six-year program with mm-hmm. two years of uh, studying, like the basic lecture and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And after that, we have like the going two rounds and, you know, learning in the hospital. So, uh, like you mentioned, you know, a lot of my friends and uh, like me, I, I also like suffer with this... Uh, like we struggled with a lot of chemistry you know so what
1: like do you struggle with the same thing or did you used to struggle um so yeah we do the same thing um i think it's yeah my second year i did general chemistry then we do organic chemistry biochemistry and then um, medicinal chemistry so yeah you can't get rid of chemistry man i was trying to run away from it but you got to get through it, (laughs) man. that's definitely part of the curriculum and it's year by year so you got to constantly just yeah you can't work from it and even after that you do um when you do the actual drugs then you have to also do medicinal chemistry for each drug in your uh, clinical in your fourth year and that's that's the worst man <laughs> that's the, that's the worst but yeah i got through it so we're good
0: <laughs> like do you think there's a way around it like you know some no. specific strategies or something like so
1: for chemistry um that's yeah, hard because it changes though. So like, I think chemistry is kind of similar, to the same active recall process. But I think once you get into organic chemistry and like medicinal chemistry, it's more important to just like um, to draw. I, I like drawing it a lot better than I like to like actually look at it. And I think redrawing it allows me to see it a lot better. Um, I'm actually gonna work on a video for that too because that's one of the main problems I had. So I gotta focus on that one. But yeah, I think drawing it, like drawing out the structure yourself. And just doing the flashcards is probably the best method I can think of for me.
0: There's uh, no way around
1: it You should
0: definitely make a video about this, you know, because a lot of... Uh, <laughs>
1: uh, it was, yeah. I mean, I, at first, I, had, like, I think I had, like, a D in the class. And then I actually like, okay, Bob, we got to get serious now. So then I ended up, like, getting, like, a B plus after I took it seriously. And I think the main thing I did was just, like, keep on drawing it and keep on making, like, flashcards. Like, it was tough, though. It was tough. Yeah, we got through it
0: so uh, like uh, do you ever deal with burnout in
1: pharmacy school yeah um definitely hundred uh, percent that year i told you about before with the uh test every week it was it was terrible like you literally just go to a class two hour class you study four hours every day a minimum four hours and then the next day next thing again two hours four, and then they test late next week so like you can't even like how to try how you can't not study you can maybe take a one day break but you gotta consistently have a routine. So I, I definitely experienced burnout, but the thing is that the best way to think about it is just make it into like small tasks that are not like too big, you know, like don't try to study everything at once. Just make it as small as possible. Try maybe one or two hours. That's still better than nothing, you know, like one or two hours is way better than doing nothing at all. So even if I have bad day, I'm like, okay, let me just look at it for an hour. I'll just like, or, re- or just watch the lecture slides. I'm not even gonna like look at it or try to do flashcards and just read the lecture slides, figure out what's the smallest thing you can do. And then do that way because yeah you definitely gotta have burnout So, like what is your message for uh, the pharmacy students in first year or who are planning to come into pharmacy so um for first years for pharmacy i would definitely tell um, people that emailed me i told them the first thing you should do is work you know like i think the first thing you have to do is figure out um what it's like to to actually work as a pharmacist. Because I think that also helps you with studying as well, because when you actually work, you can see how the drugs work and stuff like that. That's the best thing I can tell you to do is just work first and then study and try to find a balance between the two. And that way it'll allow you to have more opportunities in the future. That, that's nice. Like you mentioned, you know, the the working, you know, it, it helps
0: in understanding like how the processes and whatnot, and then mm-hmm. that transcript into studying. Yeah. And we,
1: yeah, hundred percent.
0: So, uh, moving on to market saturation and uh, like basically, you know, there's a lot of questions that you know is going into pharmacy a correct choice or um, the right mm-hmm. financial decision. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: yeah, so, um, pharmacy. So, the reason why it's pharmacy saturation or market saturation is because, um, pharmacy has a low barrier of entry versus other health professions, uh, like a doctor, obviously and the main thing about pharmacy is that you can have like one person working for a long amount of years without feeling a lot of burnout versus other professions where you're like working more directly with patients so i think pharmacy role as a whole is changing because now it's more about um different ways in which you can interact with people so like nowadays before it was a traditional path it was just only working in stores or working in the hospital but now there's other opportunities in working like uh, medical writing there's other opportunities in working in the pharmaceutical industry compounding pharmacy those are different ways you can work but those are not really accounted for when you look at the, the market because most people don't talk about that kind of stuff so like that's what i'm saying like before you got to work and also learn about different ways you can apply your medical knowledge into the uh real into the world for everybody patient care
0: okay. so I, i'm just curious you know so how, how did you like actually decide that you know i want to go into pharmacy was it like a Uh, like a childhood thing that, you know, yes, I'm going to be a pharmacist. So, that's...
1: uh... Yeah. So, um, the main thing for me was that I actually want to learn the medical process more than I actually want to do pharmacy. So I didn't really want to do like direct patient care every single time because my mom is actually a nurse. So I knew like how hard and struggling it is to work with people constantly. And I still love the fact that I work with patients and everything like that. But I want to learn uh, the pharmaceutical, uh, I want to learn medical knowledge and how each profession works together to, uh, to build relationships. I think pharmacy is probably the best one. Plus you also get the background in knowing how the drugs work. So a lot of other professions don't really understand how like the pharmacology and stuff like that. And that's one of the main barriers entry for a lot of people. So my main goal now is just like, um, that's the reason why I got into pharmacy. And also my parents, both of my parents, uh, my dad has two diabetes and my mom is also um, on multiple medication. So I want to understand that because most doctors only focus on uh, what happens after you get sick. But I feel like pharmacists are actually focused on prevention and actually helping you use medication long-term after you get out of um, the hospital or after you get an emergency room. So that's one of the main reasons I got into pharmacy. And I feel like pharmacy allows you to like work with patients. Um, like, you know, like when you go to, pay, like most people, most environments where patients are like low income or low uh, socioeconomic class, those are where pharmacists are needed the most because they're most accessible healthcare providers. So yeah, that was a long answer, but yeah.
0: <laughs> so, uh, like I, I saw you, you got the vaccine, right?
1: Yeah. But,
0: so how, how has it been, like, uh, how are you feeling?
1: So, uh, yeah, I've been good. I've been, yeah, <laughs> uh, I actually was like, I was working with the COVID clinics first. So I actually, actually vaccinate people first, and I saw how they were doing. And I think when I saw that first, then I was like, okay, I'm gonna get the vaccine too. Um, the first day, it was, it was nothing, not really a big deal. The second day I actually had, um, I was super drowsy and tired. So I just like fell asleep for like 12 hours straight. But after that, um, no fever, nothing like that. So it was good. Like, how, how did you make the decision? Like what was the thought process? So for me, okay. Um, I was really working in like hospitals. So like, I had like COVID patients. So I was like, all right, I'm going to this hospital that has COVID patients all the time. Plus I'm vaccinating all these people. And I feel like if I'm the person vaccinating somebody and then like what they asked me one day, like, oh, uh, is the vaccine safe? I'm like, yeah, it's safe, but I didn't get one. <laughs> so I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna get one. And then plus like, I read the studies myself and I saw other patients for a long period of time. So I felt safe the fact that like I got to see it and I got to also read the studies. So it wasn't really like a hard decision for me after that
0: do you still have shoulder pain oh uh,
1: no i haven't had shoulder pain i worked out um i think the second vaccine hurt me the most where i couldn't work out my shoulders but i still did everything else i couldn't work out shoulder for i think like five days but after that i was fine
0: so have you been still working uh, during the pandemic
1: uh working uh, you're working like uh, at the hospital yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. so like what's one of the best things about like being in a medical profession because like a lot of people got like laid off for their jobs and stuff like that but when you're a person that's like essential you know i'll leave to work in a uh, community setting where like, i work at a store and also i have rotations still at the hospital so i do both so like how how is
0: how is the situation been in the u.s like are the cases increasing or what
1: so uh, I'm actually in New York right now, and recently they've been like having a lot of very good positive impacts. So recently they uh, have the CDC guideline now, where if you get all your friends get vaccinated or all your family get vaccinated, you guys can like be in the same area or same uh, indoor facilities without a mask. So that's very very good, and I think now they're also like allowing more people to like um, travel a lot more now, especially so. We're, we're doing really good now. I think we're actually like going on up, and a lot of people getting vaccinated now. I think we passed uh, over a million shots recently. So yeah, we're doing really good.
0: Oh, that's that's nice to hear. You know, like people who are vaccinated, they can come together, maybe play table tennis or whatnot. Yeah. Uh, are the gyms open over there?
1: Yeah, the gyms are open. Yeah. also <laughs> uh, no Also, you're you might be going to the gyms or. How are you doing home workouts? So, uh, I do home workouts, and my friend actually has some gym equipment. So I've been just doing those too. Um, I think once I finish pharmacy school, I'll probably go back to the gym. But yeah, right now I'm good because I can just, I, I'm very creative. Plus, I'm a personal trainer, so I can make my own workouts. So I just do that. Wow, that
0: that's nice. You know, you, you do like all this stuff, you know, like, what's the secret?
1: Like uh... <laughs> <laughs> The secret is just having interest, you know, like, you know, like, I just think that I'm a very like, interesting person. Like, I read a lot of books now too and they're like a lot of books and I just like am interested in a lot of finances, pharmacy, working out, healthcare, how to be healthy, you know everything. Like I think the main thing is focus on what are you interested in and then like figure out like people that you can emulate or resources that you can use to gain that knowledge and then implement it. You know after you get the knowledge, implement it as much as possible. I'm still working on my YouTube channel obviously. I'm still doing everything. Like whenever I get bored, I just do something that I'm interested in and then hopefully <laughs> it helps <laughs> long term.
0: So, so you said you you mentioned that you read a lot of books, right? So what is that one book which you don't oh. want to finish? The
1: one book I would recommend. What did you say?
0: Sorry. The one book that you that you never wanted to finish. That means that yeah, you
1: never want the book to end. Oh. Well, like, I don't read really like storybooks though. I read like self development books. So, uh, I mean, I don't think I have. A, <laughs> I don't think I have a book right now that I maybe want
0: to end. Okay,
1: we'll we'll rephrase the question. It's like,
0: uh, what is the one book that you will recommend to your younger self?
1: My younger self? Oh, <laughs> let's see, let's see, let's see. If I could recommend one book to myself, one book, one book. So I recommend probably. Yeah, man, yeah. It's called The um, the Subtle Art of Not Giving an F, you know, like by Mark Manson. I think that's probably the most important book, especially like as a person that's younger and he's growing up. Like, you need to understand that, like, no one cares what you do, you know? Like, you gotta figure out how to live your life. And you just gotta understand that everyone has their own problems. And that's how you gotta navigate through life. Like, you have problems, everyone has problems. Don't get mad about things. And just focus on yourself and figuring out ways in which you can help others because and then also the fact that no one cares so no one's going to judge you for what you do just do what you can be your best person of yourself and that will help you in the long term I oh, so
0: i have to add that to my reading
1: list now <laughs> i can add you some more books later on <laughs> sure yeah, sure um so like where do you see yourself five ten years down the line Ooh. five ten years um so I was finished down the lane, I hopefully I will be. All right. So first thing I want to focus on is my social media presence. I want to be having more social, bigger social media presence and providing a positive message to people um, as much as possible. I want to keep doing some kind of social media, whether it's YouTube, TikTok, whatever it is uh, in the future. And then I want to find a way where I can use my medical knowledge to help others. I don't know where that's going to be. Cause I can see myself transitioning a lot in pharmacy which is actually a good thing because I can figure out where I fit the most and where I can have most message. Uh, 10 years, yeah, I think the same thing. Just keep on doing the same thing I'm doing now. Hopefully I can help people and uh, hopefully I can use the knowledge and my interests and my things I like to do and show it off to other people so they can improve themselves.
0: So like,
1: what aspect of pharmacy do you like enjoy or
0: like, like to practice as clinical pharmacy, community pharmacy, how do you decide mm. to do
1: Uh, The part of pharmacy I like the most right now, I would probably have to say, hmm, I mean, the reason why I went into community is because I've worked in community for the last four years. And I think what I've noticed for myself is that since I have so many interests, I have to constantly be doing new things. So right now I think I wanna work in um, like a health system, I think because I wanna learn how to manage a hospital or manage some kind of pharmacy on a man's like the top level stuff like even past like the actual pharmacy like man the corporation and stuff like that because i think i, I want to learn more things besides just like pharmacy i've been pharmacy now for the last like five years now so um, yeah i think the main thing for me is just like figuring out ways in which i can learn new things every day and not be doing the same role constantly so it's kind of hard to like give you an exact answer for that question <laughs> unfortunately. No so.
0: Like, how do you make the decision? Because see, you see in life is like, if you choose one thing, you are, there's an opportunity cost, right? You're, mm-hmm. you're not doing the other thing. So like, yeah. how do you figure that
1: Like I said before, just interest, man. Just like, you don't really have to focus on, like, I think if you know Gary do you know Gary V at all? Yeah. So Gary Vee, I love Gary V, man. So I love him the most, he's like, yo, like don't focus on like making the right decision, just focus on making the other decision. Like, it doesn't really matter about opportunity costs, like focus on what at the moment you like the most, and don't be, okay, don't be afraid of like your choice. You know, a lot of people in pharmacy, they say like, oh, it's so saturated and stuff like that. But like, you use your knowledge that you have now to focus on what you like and then figure out where you wanna go from there. And then next thing, if you wanna change it later on, you can, you know, you have a long life. As long as you stay healthy, you know, you're gonna be fine, you know. Just don't worry too much about everything else. Just focus on what you're interested in and then be like head person into that, 100% into that.
0: That, that, that's that's a nice thing you said, you know, because sometimes, you know, we can always focus on what we are missing out than actually yeah. what we are trying
1: to do or will gain. What's in front of you. Yeah, you miss out all the good things in front of you right now, you know.
0: Yeah. So I want to know, like what's the mindset uh, that you carried out throughout these years, you know, in pharmacy school that you are like uh, like hustling and uh, staying focused? Like, what's the mindset that you had?
1: Yeah, um, recently, I, yeah, in pharmacy school. When I first started studying like I said before, I was only focused on studying, but then I realized like I'm on like this small little box, you know, like you're only in the pharmacy world. And I was like, that's very boring to me. So I was like, how can I expand on that? You know, how can I learn to like learn new skills? And I was like, you just try, it. you just try to do different things and see what happens. So for me, it was just like, um, I think yeah, like you just try different things and see what happens. Honestly, you don't really have to like focus on like pharmacy i think pharmacy the thing about pharmacy is that you don't have to only do pharmacy you know wow like a lot of people nowadays i think are understanding that you can do social media you can do um leadership skills you can do stuff like that and i think that's also very very uh, critical in terms of growing a person so that's that's
0: a new insight right there. Uh, i have this question right out, out of my mind it's like you know uh, do people think that you know like uh, doing social media or doing YouTube? Like in the pharmacy uh, profession, is it unprofessional or like, uh, is it looked down upon or something like
1: that? Um, actually no, no, that's not. Because I think the main thing is that no one does it. So that's where it kind of gets weird because every other profession you look at, doctors, uh, nurses, all of them have social media presences and like they're known for that, you know, like Dr. Oz in our place, Dr. Mike. um, There's also a lot of YouTubers that are also really onto social media. So I think a lot of people don't really say anything because they're like, kind of like too into pharmacy or they're like, how do I put this? Um, they don't know, you know, like if they can actually be consistent with this. So they're like, I don't want to do that. And they don't really look down upon it. They're Just like, eh, I'm not really interested in that. But I think that's, what's, that's the most important part because you got to show the people what pharmacy is like, you got to show them like how to study. You got to show them, you know, what we go through as a profession. Cause that allows people to actually like value pharmacists more. So like unless people can see it, like look at social media nowadays, all the celebrities are highly valued because they show what they're doing, you know, they show different work they're doing. So I think the profession as a whole actually needs people to be more interested in social media and having things like that.
0: Wow. You know, like after listening, you know, like I, I thought of, you know, having a, a vlog kind of thing going on in the first year of pharmacy, mm-hmm. but, I thought, but then I realized that, you know, I'll have to like study and then edit and then upload yeah so instead of that, you know i i like what i'm trying to do is now is like uh figure out to make it like a first year documentary and then have six parts six uh like a six i like, that, I like the idea i like that so instead of you know like trying to up uh, edit and upload every single week or something you know i have all the clips you know i can
1: then uh, compress yeah. it
0: and then edit over it yeah you know, that would be uh, that kind of thing. yeah it's, yeah like
1: whatever whatever you can do don't like focus on like trying to do too much just whatever you can do just do it and then put it online you know like you, you, can, you can control what you're putting out so i like the idea let me know when you do that so i can actually watch it yeah yeah sure, for sure. Uh, so this
0: this is now bringing us to the uh last part of the podcast you know this where uh uh I question about life to bring life in perspective. So what is that one thing that the pandemic has taught you? Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, I definitely would say patience. I think a lot of people nowadays, like especially with how fast our world's going, social media, our phones, technology, like we're going so fast. I think the pandemic has really allowed us to be able to like slow down and be like humble and watch what we're doing and be grateful for what we have now especially like even like even in pharmacy career as well. Like all people are so like trying to get there so fast, trying to get to some destination so quickly, but then the coronavirus, you know, made a stop. we got to actually value what we're doing now. And hopefully um, everyone stays blessed and hopefully everyone stays, you know, healthy so that we, we can actually value what we have now. And, and from there, we can actually look in the future forward.
0: You know, like patience is such a quality that you know sometimes we can get so focused on you know why this is not happening you know I wanted yeah. to go over here and now this pandemic has come and you know it really like blinds us from not seeing what is in front of us you know we are with our families and our loved ones we are happy and fortunately we all are alive and uh, somewhere out there you know people might be you know away from their families and uh, mm-hmm. So then actually you know like they might have uh, found the uh, virus and what like, you know, is yes. something to be in. and that leads me to the second question which is if you would be dead or alive who would they be and why
1: is it terrible
0: dead or alive who would they be and why mm.
1: I would do Marlott the King, um, just because of the fact that like he was like a revolutionary and like the type that he knew that like what he was doing was going to eventually lead to this, Um, and like he still pursued it even though everyone thought he was like weird or like dumb or stupid and like stuff like that. He was a minister and he was also a graduate at the age of like super young, so. Um, I would like to do MLK. Barack Obama, which is our like, uh, which our president, our old president. I love his uh, tenacity. I'm actually gonna read his book in the next year, I think, once I finish uh, my book list now. Uh, my last one, I think I'll do Mother Teresa. I think I'll do that one, yeah. I, I, I just wanna talk to her because I would think that being able to like go through the process of giving yourself to a church and like that kind of devotion and like commitment and getting nothing in return is insane to me. So I just would love to talk to her and just like see what she has to say about that. Honestly, <laughs> super super off wall, <awful>, right? <laughs> so, like you mentioned, Barack Obama and Mother Teresa
0: and you know yeah. Martin Martin Luther King and Mother Teresa, they are sort of like you know uh, the same revolutionary uh, uh, kind of people, you know, the revolutionary category kind of people. But um, yeah. The uh, one is sort of more uh, devoted to the church. That's uh, the other thing, you know. Uh, just curious, you know, what uh, led you to, you know, accept my uh, request for uh, a podcast? It was a pretty cold email, right?
1: Yeah, I told you, like I said before, mentors, man. Like uh, I've been like recently, I've been like looking for mentors recently, a lot. So I've been like doing the same thing you're doing, you know, emailing people, stuff like that. And I actually like the drive. I love people that are, like are more ambitious, you know. And then I also, obviously, I saw, like, your old podcast. So I, like, looked up myself. What are you doing? If you're actually serious about it. I still had a couple episodes. So I was like, all right, I'm not going to be the first person doing this. If I was the first person, I was just like, no, nah, I'm not doing this. But you have something going on here. So it's good that you're doing that. And I want to also encourage it because um, I'm doing it myself. You know, I want to help every single person that wants to do social media, you know, do it. So I want to encourage that the most. That's why I accepted it. Wow.
0: Thank you, man. That, that's so nice of you.
1: So people listening and watch-
0: Oh wait a second! Wait a second. Uh, Where is the best place people can actually find you?
1: Oh, definitely. Um, best place reach me probably is YouTube now, um, at Robert Thompson Ishan. Um If not, you can also do my Instagram. I'm gonna start posting on there um, once our rotation start. That's gonna be in May. I'm Only posting my everyday life on my Instagram on Robert So yeah, or LinkedIn as well, Robert Thompson Ishan. You can add me as well. I'm cool with that.
0: Okay. So, people listening and watching, this brings us to the end of the episode. I hope you guys learned something because I did. And you guys know what to do. Stay blessed. Keep taking action. And we'll see you in the next one. Peace out.